Hello again, it's Craig and welcome to another episode of AADA. This is episode 168 and you'll be able to hear that my voice sounds even worse than it did yesterday. It's getting there, it's getting better, at least I don't feel ill anymore and I'm not going to go on about being ill again. If you want to hear about me moaning about being ill, listen to episode 167 which was yesterday. But yeah, my voice has got worse today. Or maybe it sounds better to you. It sounds a little bit more horsey and a little bit more, uh, I don't know, it sounds a bit weird, sounds a bit gravelly. But I guess that's also because I'm recording this in the morning today, actually. It's currently 20 to 12, so barely the morning, but it still is the morning. And I don't usually record my podcasts so early on a day. I usually wait until the evening to record my podcast. I don't know why I do that. I just... I kind of prefer doing things on the evening and my podcast just ends up being one of those things that I end up doing late on. So it's, it's rare actually that I end up doing a podcast on a morning. So there's a bit of a different vibe to this podcast. I've, I've been, I've not just woken up. I've, I've been up for a couple of hours, but it still feels like morning because I've not done anything yet. Uh, I've looked on my phone for a little bit. I've looked on my laptop. I've, read some news, I've, I've not done anything in particular, but the big thing for today and the whole reason for today is making a design portfolio and that is my task for today. I'm going to be making myself a new portfolio finally and finally taking it seriously because this is a thing that I've done so many times. I've spoken about this on so many episodes that I've made hundreds of portfolios. Well, maybe not hundreds, but tens. I've made tens of portfolios. I've never finished any of them. And I've ho- I've always had this grand idea for my portfolio that I wanted to try and catalogue everything that I've ever done, which is going to be a bit difficult because there was a period when I first started designing stuff, when I first got my proper job and from about there to about six or seven years in, that I didn't properly back anything up. So it's going to be difficult for me to find some of that stuff. But I've got all of the old design work that I've done on every single challenge that I've ever done. I've got all of the photos from challenges that I've done before. I've got a ton of backlog of work that I want to throw online that I've just never really done. I've never really shown anybody and I kind of want want it to be there as much of a, a legacy thing, and I know that sounds a little bit egotistical, but not as a legacy thing in terms of, yeah, look at the grand career of Craig Burgess, because it's it's nothing amazing, but as a legacy thing for me. So when I've been doing this 30 years, I can look back on year one when I, I first did this thing, and I can see all my old design work from 30 years ago. That's that's the big challenge. That is the the big overarching goal for a new portfolio, which is why it's always taken me so long to get my portfolio online and which is why I've abandoned it so many times because I've just not been able to get it to work right. But now, now I think I've got it right. I've worked out a way that I'm going to do it. And yes, I'm going to be working on it today and fingers crossed, fingers crossed, I'm going to have it online by Monday. That is the challenge or at least the basic version of it. I'm not going to have all of my old work on it by then because there's so much to catalogue. There's so much stuff to put on it. So I won't have all that thing, all those things online, but I do hope to have something online by Monday, which is the real goal. 
And I wanted to make this episode about making a design portfolio, but mainly about how I'm making a design portfolio. My design portfolio probably isn't going to be the same the same as your design portfolio. And that's that's cool. Everybody's design portfolio should be different. I'm sick of seeing everybody's design portfolio look the same, full of the same kind of work, full of only the best bits and full of no kind of commentary on the work. That's good, I guess, from a job point of view. If you're only making a portfolio because you want to get a new job as a designer, that's really good. You don't want to show your rubbish work after all. But if you want to make something that lasts longer, and I do think as a designer, you should be cataloging all your old work because you can look back at it and think that was rubbish or that was really good. And as a designer, you're so often pursuing the next project. You're so often pursuing the bigger thing, the better thing, and it's easy to forget about all the old stuff that you've done. It's so easy to forget about that. And making a portfolio that's going to last you over your entire career helps you not do that. It helps you keep cataloging things and helps you remember the good things that you've done. Only yesterday when I was planning this website, I was looking through my Dropbox folder of some of the old projects that I've worked on, some of the abandoned projects, and I found all these logos that I'd done over the years that I'd completely forgotten about, completely forgotten that I'd done these logos. And I thought, wow, some of those are pretty cool. And why are they not online anywhere? And and why, why do I have to... Why they're just stuck in a Dropbox folder? Why have I never done anything with them? And that's part of my goal of my portfolio to make it a bit more of a catalogue and not just a portfolio. And I think as designers, we should all be striving for that to, to not be just pursuing the next big thing to try and remember some of the good stuff we did. Because if you don't remember some of the good stuff you did, everything we do becomes so ephemeral because we're, we're, changing with the design trends of the day, we're changing with trends of the year, the month. It's so easy to forget the other the other stuff that we did because we look at it and think, well, that looks a bit shit. Or we look at it and think, well, that looks a bit old-fashioned. But some of that stuff that we did was really good and some of it's worth cataloguing even if it was a bit rubbish because it's good to remember. It's good to remember all the things that you've done to try and Remember that you've had a worthwhile career and you've actually done things in your career. As I said, as a designer, a lot of what we do ends up being ephemeral. A lot of what we do ends up being there for a couple of months and then vanishing, especially when we design websites or, you know, things like that, websites or even logos, even brands. If we design a particular brand for a particular company and then they change that, it's gone. What we've done has gone. And the only way we can catalogue it and remember it and keep it is on our own portfolios. So my big goal is to make a portfolio, maybe a catalogue, a design catalogue of things that I've done and remember those things that I've done. It's more of a portfolio for me rather than a portfolio for everybody else. I'm not looking for a new job. I've I've got one that I'm happy with. So that's not the primary reason for doing it. But too often as designers, we do only make portfolios when we want to impress somebody or we only make portfolios when we need to make a portfolio. And actually, that's kind of the wrong time to make a portfolio because it becomes rushed and it becomes 
only a catalogue of your best bits. And the kind of portfolio I want to make is a portfolio that's full of blog posts, that's full of the work and the challenges and even the podcasts that I've done. I'm going to be switching this podcast over to my website on obvious.co.uk. Don't worry, all the old links that I've currently got on Ask a Designer or anything will link through to an obvious, so you're not going to lose anything if you're listening to an old podcast. But I want to make a catalogue of everything that I've done and not just design. And I think there's even value in that of if I did want to get a new job, of you making a portfolio like that too. If I, if I have a portfolio like that that shows the massive breadth and depth of passion, of design that I've got, It's got more value than just sticking up a couple of business card designs and sticking up a couple of logos that I've done. Because as I've mentioned in millions of my episodes before, everybody has, everybody's becoming designers and the design industry is becoming so hotly contested and so competitive that you've just got to set yourself apart in some way. And that's not just by making great design. You can't just be that guy. Because if you're only the man or the woman, if you're only the person, I'll use person instead, that's easier. If you're only the person that's making good design, you're like, you're like a footballer. You're like a professional footballer. There's, in Britain alone, there's thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of kids that want to become professional footballers. And there's only a small fraction of those people who are going to become professional footballers, maybe less than 1%. I'm not sure on the figures, but it's it's not many. The same goes for design. As, as more people become designers and as the barrier gets lower and lower and lower and it becomes easier to be a designer as a professional, you can't just rely on the work because only the very top people can do that. Only the very, very top, the very top half percent, the very top 20.25% can rely on just the work to do all the talking. All the rest of us have to make podcasts or have to make, or have to write or have to make videos. We have to make ourselves more valuable to show that it's not just the design, that we're actually design thinkers as well as just designers. And I think it's really important to show that you're a design thinker and not just a designer. Because I don't think designers are enough anymore. I think as you get further into career, as you get to year five, year six, year seven, you need to start becoming more of a scholar of design, not just a designer. I, I know saying a scholar of design sounds so up your own ass. It's unbelievable, but you have to do that. You have to become someone who cares about the history of design and somebody who cares about the future of design and somebody who doesn't just care about blobbing a logo down on a piece of paper. You actually care about everything about design and you have to start to develop that ability to think about design beyond just being a designer because you get to that barrier with your career. You get to the point where being a designer just doesn't feel enough anymore. And also in terms of money, in terms of a salary, being a designer doesn't become enough anymore. And the only way you elevate yourself above that is to become a thinker about design and a thought leader and 
Although I, I do hate that term thought leader. It's it's so overused. Just as just as an aside, it's so overused. And in marketing, becoming a thought leader is such a buzzword right now. And the same applies to being a thought leader as does being a professional footballer. Everybody can't be a thought leader because there wouldn't be any leaders then if everybody was a thought leader, would there? Anyway, aside over. Yes, so it's it's so important to become more than a designer and that's what I'm trying to do with my portfolio. I want to show that I'm more than a designer. And I think you should be doing that as well as a designer. If you're a designer and you're a bit stuck, maybe you're a bit stuck with a portfolio idea, as we all are as designers, we're always stuck with portfolio ideas. We can never think of one. Think about it from a different angle. Think about starting to blog or starting to podcast, starting to share your opinions on design. Because as I've mentioned before, your opinions on design is different to everybody else's in the world. You've got your own unique viewpoint that people want to listen to, or it might not be everybody in the entire world that wants to listen to your opinions on design, but there'll be some people out there that do want to listen to your opinions. And as you get further into your career as a designer, I think it's important that you start sharing those because it just makes you a better designer sharing those opinions about design. Well, that episode went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that was episode 168. And yes, I and nearly forgot the episode number again there. As is customary on AADA, I forget the episode number on nearly every single episode. But yes, so that was episode 168. As you can hear, my voice isn't back to normal yet, but it's getting there. And I'm still here producing a podcast every single day, as I should be. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. This was episode 168, and you can find the show notes at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP168. If you want to find out more about my podcast, go over to askadesigneranything.com. As I've discussed in today's episode shortly, all that stuff will be going back over to unobvious.co.uk. At the minute, I've got two domains. One of them, unobvious.co.uk, I'm not really using because I've hidden my, my old portfolio. Um, but that's the thing that I'm currently working on. And that's where I'm going to port all of my podcasts over to, to as well. So at the minute, go over to askadesigneranything.com. You can hit me up on Twitter as well. That's just twitter.com forward slash Craig Burgess. Finally, thank you so much for listening. And I'm back tomorrow with another episode. See you soon.